Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Passion Church Online, thank you for joining us. Wherever you are, just worship with us.
God, we thank you for coming in this place, for coming wherever we are, God. Your presence is here.
we thank you for your goodness and that you have the final word. We thank you for that. We praise you for that because we know that because you have the final word, sickness has no place, worry has no place, fear has no place in our hearts because we know that what you say goes and what you say stands and what you've promised us, it still stands. So we worship you for that today, God.
thank you for your promise your promise that you will never leave us or forsake us and God right now I just lift up those who feel alone those who feel forgotten God I just pray faith over them and I pray comfort God I thank you for your peace right now moving and God I lift up every sickness every disease every every person affected by where we are God, I just thank you right now that if we are right now struggling and we're hearing a lot of negativity, a lot of the lies from the enemy are coming and, and seem to be getting through, God, I just thank you right now that your promise just begin to be the thing that we focus on. Your promise that you will always be there. We thank you for that. If there's one watching today, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, this is something that is free. It's something that you don't have to work for. All you have to do is receive. And so if you want to be a part of this family, you may feel like I, this presence, this promise, I, I'm new to all of this. But just know that God loves you and he wants what's best for you. And all you have to do is say yes. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ, would you, would you pray this prayer with me? Say, Jesus, forgive me. I need you. I'm a sinner. I believe that you are the one who gave his life for me, that you rose from the dead. I give my life to you. I want to be a part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer right now in the comments, we want you to say, I said yes, because we want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate and we want to connect with you. I know that there's also going to be a number that you can also text. We just want to connect and make sure that we help you with your next steps because this is the greatest day of your life, accepting Jesus Christ. And God, right now, I thank you for all those who gathered together and they're watching us and allowed us into their homes. I just think that right now that your presence will begin to just even now continue to grow. And God, for those who are far from you, those that are on our movers list, those that don't know you, God, I just think you're right now that your Holy Spirit is drawing them to where they will come into a relationship with you. And Father, we thank you that we ask that you um, make ourselves ready to receive all that you have for us right now in these next few minutes inside of our homes. And God, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you so much for joining us online this on, on, online today. So if you would just pay attention to this video, something you don't want to miss. We love you guys.
you may think that these shelves are full of books, but even if they were completely empty, they still couldn't and wouldn't hold the number of books self-published just online in one year. Did you know that in 2018, the total number of print and eBooks that were self-published was 1.68 million in the United States alone. That's over 4,500 self-published books being created each and every day. That doesn't even include the thousands of books published by publishing houses. Everyone's talking. Everyone has something to say. Words have become abundant. Truth is harder to discover only because it is now surrounded by more information and in many cases, wrong information. That is certainly true spiritually as well. The one that scripture says is the father of lies has become more prolific and polished in his presentation of deception. That's why I think it is so critically important to our spiritual survival to uncover the words that the enemy has in his dictionary so that we can learn to discern when he is talking, even in the avalanche of words that we are covered with daily. See, I'm convinced that our enemy uses a small number of words to try to destroy us. I believe this is the case because he's proven that we fall prey to the same words over and over again. And even if we don't learn from our mistakes, the devil does. And so there's no need for him to adjust or learn a new vocabulary. The words he continues to use are effective. We talked about the word never. Uh, we've uncovered this small but deadly word if. Today, I want us to go and look at another word that may be one of the most insidious in its consequences because of its long reach. This word not only impacts our today, but its tentacles stretch forward and still our future and our destiny. One of the deadliest aspects of this word is that we have come to accept it as totally innocent so that when the enemy utters this word, we never even stop to think past this moment and what it could mean in the days to come. Are you ready? Do you wonder what could possibly uh, be this dangerous and deadly? What word? Okay, hang on and I'll tell you later. I want to take you to an account in scripture that is very important. Wait, did you catch it? I used the deadly word. Like I said, we've come to, play, to the place where we don't even notice it anymore. The word I was referencing was the word later. The devil has learned to insert that word so well that we lay down any sense of urgency or uneasiness with delay. Jesus attacks the concept of later in a parable he told. It's found in Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 through 10. God's kingdom is like a uh, is like 10 young virgins who took oil lamps and went out to greet the bridegroom. Five were silly and five were smart. The silly virgins took, lamp, took their lamps, but no extra oil, and the smart virgins took jars of oil to feed their lamps. The bridegroom didn't show up when they expected him, and they all fell asleep. And in the middle of the night, someone yelled out, he's here, the bridegroom's here, go out and greet him. And the 10 virgins got up and got their lamps ready. And the silly virgins said to the smart ones, our lamps are going out, lend us some of your oil. And they answered, there might not be enough to go around, go buy your own. And they did. But while they were out buying the oil, the bridegroom arrived. 
And when everyone who was there to greet him had gone into the wedding feast, the door was locked. Now I recognize that this parable certainly speaks to preparation and anticipation. However, if you take another look, you can also see that Jesus is literally showing us that putting off what was supposed to be done today until tomorrow, what should have been done right now when put off until later is deadly. Jesus teaches us that delay destroys. The devil has learned that if he can whisper later to us and cause us to push off what we are told, commanded, or instructed to do today until tomorrow, then we will miss the blessings attached to the, to the command because we will miss the window of that opportunity. That door is suddenly locked when we try to access what lies inside. The door was locked because they were late. How many of us lose simply because we are late? I've said, as others have, that the opportunity of a lifetime is only good in the lifetime of the opportunity. Uh, Jesus confronts later again when he encounters the man who was lame by the pool for 38 years. The man's willingness to accept delay and later has resulted in year after year of sickness and now threatens to keep him sick even in the presence of God himself. You can't wait. Don't delay. The wise man pulls back the covers on later in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5, when he says, Know the importance of the season that you're in, and a wise son you will be. But what a waste when an incompetent son sleeps through his day of opportunity. Listen, we cannot become comfortable with later when now is demanded. What are you putting off that would prepare you for your miracle today? Our enemy knows uh, that if we will listen to the word later, it will lead us to procrastinate right into the postponement of a miracle. Procrastination will place us right into a prolonged pause. How many of us have ever said, I can do what he said to do tomorrow, and then we wake up three months later, three years later, 30 years later to discover that later caused us to lose what he said we would gain by obedience. I want to remind you that delayed obedience is still disobedience. Many blessings are birthed or broken, sealed or stolen, fixed or forfeited simply by timing. I know that we are told to wait on the Lord and we will renew our strength. However, because of this simple word later, I think a lot of the times the Lord is waiting on us. And what was lack of execution in one season becomes an excuse in another. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, Paul says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Or in another version, well, now is the right time to listen, the day to be helped. Don't put it off. Don't frustrate God's work by showing up late. Could it be that Paul's statement here addresses more than just the saving of our souls and extends to saving every area of our spiritual and daily life? There is an accepted time and an appointed time. And to put it simply, procrastination is pride. It's pride because it assumes that we know the future. We act like we know what tomorrow will hold and and what will happen and what will be an accepted time for action. 
See, the word later doesn't sound like that big of a deal until you begin to unmask the consequences when God begins to talk to us. God says, speak, and we hear and then say later. God says, give, we hear and then say later. God says, forgive, and we hear and then say later. God says, help, and we hear and then we say later. God says, stop, and we hear and say later. God says, go, we hear and then say later. God says, pray, read, fast, witness, and we hear and then say later. God says he will heal, set free, deliver, and we hear the promises, but we become satisfied with later. We cannot delay our obey. Why? Because delay opens the door to defeat. The Israelites in the Old Testament were commanded to march for 11 days from Egypt into the Promised Land. However, their delay to obey cost them 40 years. And worse, that delay impacted not only them, but also their children. Delay can lead to defeat that can go beyond today and reach into our future and even into the future of our children. So when we hear the word later, we must ask ourselves, will delay impact me? And also, will delay lead to defeat in those who come after me? What we put off today can put us in prison tomorrow. However, I believe that God wants to change the enemy's word. We said we could change, he could change the enemy's never to ever and his if to already. I want to challenge you today and want you to know that God can also change the enemy's later to now. We will know we have allowed this to happen when God says something and we obey now. No hesitation, no negotiations. When we begin to act now on what God has said to do, we will find out that blessings follow. I want to challenge you. What have you been instructed to do that you've put off? Write a book, write a song, make a call, start a routine, stop a particular habit. Go back and obey now. Don't think, I will think about this later. Make up your mind that you are no longer going to delay your obey, that you're going to do what he said to do right now. And as soon as that happens, we disarm the enemy and he can no longer use the idea of waiting till later to put us in prison today. Let's pray. Father, I pray that as we examine our heart and our life, that you would bring to remembrance right now things that you have instructed us to do that we have put off until later. I pray that we would recognize the voice of the enemy when he tries to get us to procrastinate because he recognizes that when we procrastinate, we delay the miracle that was at hand. I pray today that each and every one of us would go back and we would obey what we've been instructed to do. No hesitation, no negotiations, no, no arguments because it's uncomfortable. It's something we want to do or don't want to do. Our preferences are not in this mix. We simply obey your instructions now. I pray that you would allow us to defeat this word, the idea of later in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you will become a person that would obey immediately when you hear the word of the Father and that you would be on guard against the enemy speaking and whispering to you the idea that it's okay to do what God said later. Blessings on you. Our sincere hope and desire is that during the service today, either during praise and worship or maybe during the message, you came to this place where you decided that you wanted to give your heart and your life to Jesus. I want to lead you in a prayer that will accomplish that, not because of the prayer, but because of the faith in your heart to believe what Jesus has said about himself, that he is the son of God who came and died on a cross for our sins so that we could have a relationship with the Father. Let's pray, and then I'll tell you how to get some really good information that will help you on this journey. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I know that without the sacrifice that you made on the cross, I could not have relationship with the Father. So I put my trust in you and what you did on that cross, and I surrender my heart and life to you so that I can be a child of God. I give you glory for what you've accomplished already in my life, and I look forward to this new journey that I have in you. If you prayed that prayer, then would you do me a favor and text the number that you see on the screen? Just text the word SAVED, and we will get you materials that will help you in your walk with Christ. Also, a uh, couple quick announcements, just some information for you. Don't forget, uh, next week, we are going to be meeting on the property. We're doing a drive-in service at 10 and 1130 on Sunday morning. I encourage you to come and sit in your car, enjoy the fellowship of seeing one another, and we'll do live praise and worship and preaching. However, if you don't feel comfortable coming out yet, we will still be online next week on Sunday morning at 10. But drive-in service. 10 and 11:30. Then on May the 17th, we will begin having live services once again in the building at 10 o'clock and 11:30. As always, we will also be online. Don't forget that every day of the week, it seems like we're doing something on social media for you and your family members, your children, your youth. Join us. You'll see the calendar on the screen right now. It's a great way to stay connected during this break. Even our small groups are meeting online. And then last but not least, just want to encourage you to continue to give, uh, either online or you can use the text to give number that's on your screen right now. Listen, uh, together we're accomplishing some incredible things for the glory of God. We do that by faithful giving as an act of worship. God bless you. We'll see you next week. I'm praying for you that you have a great week in Jesus. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.